Hello and welcome to the Horror House Podcast, Episode 7. I'm Dave. I'm still not Dave. Uh, that would be Chris. This, that's me. Yep. We just took a DNA test. Turns out we are the best horror podcast coming to you from James County, Indiana. Um, there was a joke that we'd already figured out and I forgot how it went. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. I, you're not the, you're not my real podcast. Was that it? Fuck. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> this, this podcast doesn't even look like me. That's it. Damn it. <laughs> damn it. Damn it. But here we are. Episode seven. What are we talking about? What are we talking about this week? Uh, well, this is our first foray into animation and family slash uh, younger audience with the movie Coraline. Yes. And before we get into it, all you like super horror people out there that want gore and violence and death and dismemberment. Well, I didn't watch no damn kids movie. Where's Traces of Death 6 and 7? Just chill 15. out. Give, give, give some other stuff a chance to breathe. See what you think about some other stuff. You may, gotta open your mind, man. You may get surprised from time to time. I got surprised this time. Spoilers. But, yeah, we're gonna talk about, in a moment, uh, some other kind of family or kids-oriented horror, animation, Not some not animation, but we're gonna get into a little, a little bit of some of that stuff. Uh, Maybe but, a little unexpected horror. You know. Maybe. Oh, this never, is a, you this looks like know. a family-friendly movie. Holy shit! What are we watching? If you know what he's talking about, you're one of you're one of us. <laughs> one of us. One of us. <laughs> but in the meantime, before we get into that, what you what you been doing? What you been watching or listening to or or video gaming this week? Dave? Uh. It's been a slow week for me. I have been playing the Modern Warfare beta. Of course, we've been playing that together. Rock on, murder. Oh, you, you stole my answer. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh man, sorry. <laughs> I was looking at your test. Uh, supposed to say Black Ops or something. It's not supposed to be the same. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was pretty fun. I enjoyed that. There's new music out this week. I just haven't had a chance to listen to it. Slipknot's got a new album. Corn's got a new album. Uh, maybe we can get that listened to and and talk about it a little bit next week. But you know, now that you're saying that, uh, I was telling you earlier that I didn't. I've not listened to much new music. I have actually listened to some of that Slipknot. Uh, some of that sentence made sense if I'd put more words in there, but I didn't. <laughs> so I've listened to some you, of that. It's like jazz. It's the words you don't say. Oh, it's the rests. But I've listened yeah. to some so, of that album, and I it? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I'm not super familiar with Slipknot, but I liked what I listened to. It's not bad. Not bad. I, I like some Slipknot. I know they are all new masks and everything, and a lot of backlash on Corey Davis's mask, and he's just like, "Uh, fuck you guys, man. I'm not wearing this mask for you. If you don't like it, <laughs> that makes it all the better for me." So he's such a heel. Yeah. Uh, any movies or TV that you've perused this this past week? Or I I did watch the first episode of a new TV series called Prodigal Son. Uh, Prodigal it reminds Son. me of there were three seasons of a Hannibal TV series, 
And it reminds me a little bit of that. But this one, we have a father who was a serial killer. Okay. His son actually turns him in as a young boy. Kind of unwittingly, but kind of not. And now his son is working for the FBI or the NYPD solving murders. And the dad is kind of helping him from behind bars, but maybe manipulating him to be a killer too. And the dad keeps telling him, you're my son. We're the same. And episode one, if, if it keeps uh, ramping up from here, I'm going to have to grow a new hand so I can give it three thumbs up. <laughs> what about you, Chris? What have you been into? Uh, well, we played Call of Duty together, which is, if we're not talking about movies or TV and stuff, me and Dave are usually playing Call of Duty or some, something like that together on the weekends. That's where we talk about movies and TV. Oh, I guess you're right. When we get too drunk to keep playing. <laughs> uh, I, I nearly snorted, but that's the complete truth. Like... We just kind of sit uh, sit in the at the home screen, right. just too drunk to play anymore, and they just talk about like Tom Savini. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we should make a horror movie about. Oh, uh, we could the, do that. The, the mailman. We, well, you could do that. <laughs> uh, but uh, I've not watched. I don't think I've watched any movies this past week. Have I? I've, you know, the YouTube, gotta get the daily YouTube bullshit regiment, mm -hmm. like, quota filled. I gotta do that. That's really all I've been watching. Gotta get my, gotta get my fix. My yeah. YouTube fix. I gotta watch, how else am I gonna watch cat, cat videos if it's not on YouTube? Right, right. This is bullshit. Uh, Stella's already alerted me we will probably be buying, uh, Crawl this week. Oh, and okay. And Midsommar. They both came out on Voodoo, and uh, so, yeah. Oh, I am interested in both. Yeah, completely. oh my. Fantastic. All you Voodoo uh, people that are listening, because I know everybody's listening to us right now, but you Voodoo guys that are like big wigs that can like, the people that send out the, the letters, the lawsuits, the lawsuit sender-outers, we don't. I don't piggyback on their voodoo at all, ever. Or do no, I? no, no. Or do I? Or do I? <laughs> <laughs> I am really interested in both those movies, though. Uh, other than that, I've been playing uh, World of Warcraft a lot because their new classic thing came out, and I fucking hate it, but I can't stop playing it. So I totally get it. I understand. I wish I could quit you, World of Warcraft. I was playing last night, and my wife was like, why are you so mad? I was like, fuck this game. I quit. I literally uninstalled it and went to bed. I got up today, and I was like, shit. I reinstalled it, and I played for like <laughs> two hours. I knew, it. I knew that was coming. <laughs> and then I got the mad rain. again and uninstalled it again. It sucks. It'll it be sucks. Back. It'll it be back. It sucks so bad. But I can't quit playing it. It's a, it's like a bad relationship. You oh, just God. can't you can't get a clean break. It's I I may have to break my computer to be done with it. <laughs> but that's that's been that's been it. So let's get into Whorehouse episode seven. Before we get into talking about Coraline, we want to talk a little bit about some family horror, some kids horror, or in some of these cases, some horror that when you're a kid is unexpected and you're like, holy shit. And you're tra like traumatic, 
kind of things that come out of nowhere and you're like you know you're traumatized i don't know if that happens these days but it certainly happened in our day oh yeah if you keep your mind open you can find horror anywhere (laughs) you're not wrong (laughs) so so i give us what is give us something well uh what one of the unexpected horror movies that i always think of and, and I know it's going to get you here. Big with Tom Hanks. We've talked this about is, this uh, a couple episodes ago, I think, briefly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is clearly a horror movie. <laughs> he is no longer a child. He's been thrown into the adult world. He now has to work and pay bills and do dishes and do laundry and cook and clean. And this nine-year-old boy is being seduced by this succubus, this harlot. Shame. 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 (laughs) That blows me away when I was watching it again. I was like, I can't, I can't, you know, even, you know, 85 or 6 or whenever this came out, I was like, I just can't believe this was a thing. Like, could you imagine even then if it was like a, a girl that was Ten, that you know sprang up to 30 years old and it was like a, uh, you know a 35 year old guy was like trying to you know mo- put the moves on her oh yeah yeah like, yeah just some stoppage gender gender swap this movie and you've got a felony on your hands yeah it's mind-boggling and the this zoltar was... machine when i was a kid the zoltar machine creeped me the fuck out was that a real thing yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, was it really? I had no idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. There it was. Is. It was. See, and that's it's those little kinds of things that, like, you may not pick up on that aspect of the pedophilia <laughs> until you're older, but like the the genie machine is like something when you're a kid. You're like, oh, fuck that. Like, I don't. That's that's kind of spooky and weird. Which is yeah, a, a lot of the stuff imagine. when you're a kid before you get into horror movies is like your horror movies <laughs> to me. I'm pretty pretty sure the Zoltar machine does not have a coin slot as a slot to insert your soul. <laughs> soul slot. <laughs> uh, uh, for me, like we're talking about these, you know, kids and horror, family related kind of horror stuff or, mm-hmm. you know, surprise stuff when you're a kid. People around somewhere in our age bracket know Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which is is like a goofy, kind of zany, kind of crazy, kind of insane kind of a movie. And in the middle of it, you are treated to Large Marge. And if you're listening to this and you've seen this movie, you're already like, fuck that. I'm turning this shit off. (laughs) Oh, Large Marge would give somebody nightmares. God. I I won't get into how it plays out. If if you want to see it, it's out there to see. But like it's one of those things you're watching as you know, like a eight year old, nine year old, ten year old there about, and all of a sudden, it's just like the spooky story. It's like a campfire story kind of, and then it's just a jump scare really. And it's looking back on it, it's you know this claymation, motion animated kind of thing. It's kind of ridiculous to look at, 
but I still know how afraid of it I was when I was a kid. So it's just like, fuck that. I don't even want to see it as a 36-year-old person. <laughs> even though oh, no. I, no. I know that it's not a thing. It's just, it tra- That was traumatic. Have you ever seen any of the um, early 80s, late 70s uh, Pee Wee Herman uh, stand-up comedy routines? I I don't think I've seen it, but I've heard... Was he vulgar, or am I just thinking of Bob Saget? Oh, no. He was extremely vulgar, but it was the Pee Wee Herman um, TV show that they did in, this, in the... In the 80s. It was that TV show, except it was vulgar. The really? mailman was clearly banging the uh, the fucking chick that would come in on the fucking sweep of wind. I, I oh, oh. it was fucked up. There, it was. I mean, even his TV show was kind of nightmares. As a kid, like it was oh, fun yeah. and playful, but there was some underlying thing in there that I. I don't know. There was something weird. So I believe, and and don't quote me on this, but I believe that the Pee Wee Herman Saturday morning TV show caused more schizophrenia than um, anything else that causes schizophrenia. Dude, I don't, I don't disbelieve you. Plus, and PTSD. I got PTSD from that show. Not not directly from the show, but from my dad beating the shit out of me for yelling in the middle in the car on long car rides on the way to my grandma's house on Saturday. He'd secret say, word. I'd trick him into saying the secret word, and me and my <laughs> brothers were like, ah! And he'd turn around and beat the fuck out of us as he's driving down the interstate. I have PTSD from the show. Oh. Uh-huh. People just don't just don't know how uh, how much Pee Wee Herman fucked the children. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's and I don't mean literally. I mean, well, I mean in a oh. way. But yeah. yeah, he fucked up more kids than Michael Jackson, man. Ugh, a whole nation in some regards. Maybe that's why we are the way we are today as a nation, as a world, yeah, as maybe. the world. He's a. I think he's a human cat video. <laughs> But like the weird kind of cat videos, like the keyboard cat or something. Oh yeah, yeah. With a oh, hint of death and like uneasiness, uh, you know, underneath. Right. <laughs> but you another. Just knew, I just knew that that couch uh, cherry was alive because yeah, yeah. the reanimated souls of his victims had inhabited his house furniture. Oh my god, I I mm, I don't ever want to watch Pee Wee's Playhouse ever again. <laughs> another and. Show Paul that Paul Rubin is me. in tons of the Cheech and Chong movies. Oh yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yes. Oh, that, that dude was on some next. And they let stuff. this guy be on Saturday morning TV shows. Like he was the biggest shit of all the shits <laughs> in the day. But oh. going on from Pee Wee, like there's one of the other things that I can think of is the Neverending Story. You know the? Have you seen the Neverending Story? Oh yeah, who has it, man? I was alive in the eighties. <laughs> the swamp when he's in part. The, the swamp of despair. Yes. Was the Yes, it's so messed up. Was it the horse's his horse name was dies? Atreyu? Or was his name Atreyu? I think it was the Oh shit, you're gonna fuck me up now. 
Well, uh, I, anyways. It don't matter. The horse dies. Yeah, he's sinking. I just remember watching that as a kid. I don't. I couldn't even guess it to what age I was. Probably oh. five, maybe, but somewhere needed, between five and nine. And it was. If just, you watch that movie uh, today, you need antidepressants to make it through. <laughs> Uh, why? Why? Like, why? They're do. Why did they do this shit to the children of the '80s and the '90s? There was no reason for this shit. <laughs> you could have had the horse like almost give up, and but no, you had to kill that motherfucker. Yeah, it was. I've not seen it in years. I just remember in my brain that it was a real struggle <laughs> for this horse, and goddamn. Like, they just w- didn't want us to get out of the 80s alive, I think. Some of these things. Like, what the hell? But, you know, tr- tr- traumatic stuff aside, there was some other y- stuff. You, you mentioned Stand By Me. I bet you have fond memories of Stand By Me. I do. Uh, I sure did. And I do. But when I really think about it, that's a fucked up movie, too. They're yeah. on an adventure to see a dead body. They almost shoot the bully. They get leeches on their fuck giant ass leeches, probably bigger than their peckers <laughs> on their peckers. That was uh, scary. I forgot about the leeches. Oh yeah, that was fucked up. Chopper. Well, he probably said is chopper sick him. What I heard was <laughs> chopper sick. Balls. Was that Richard Dreyfus? Looking back on that, I've not seen that movie in a while. Was that Richard Dreyfus that did like uh, the voiceover narration thing? I, I have don't to see. Know. I have to see. But it, you say that, and that's the voice I have attached to it in my head now. It was Richard Dreyfus. Okay, thank God. And the and the the pie eating contest. Where they're puking on everybody. That's not a pleasant story. <laughs> I mean, he gets his revenge by taking so much drugs and eating so much pie that he pukes his guts up first. He didn't just sabotage everybody and walk away. Right. He self-sabotaged. That's fucked up, man. They, see? And these are all family or kids oriented movies I mean granted is you know a lot of these are 20 plus years old but still I'm I would be curious to know if kids these days or even people like in you know like late teens early 20s have shows like that or movies like that from their era from the 90s and 2000s where they're like oh we watched a a Yu-Gi-Oh once that just fucked us up (laughs) Right, and yeah. then I'd be like, "Bitch, please, did you not tell me about a large Marge? I will tell right. you." <laughs> Bitch, have you ever seen Goonies? Goonies, goddamn! There's another one. That's. It. I mean, that's. They get kidnapped. They get kidnapped. Yeah, and the they get, they're get shot at. And then, I mean, the old lady in that movie was scary enough on her own. I was a little bit uneasy by her and then sloth was scary as a kid oh sloth yep some people may yep. be like oh you're you you have problems you're scared of uh physically impaired people that's not the right way to say that uh, whatever no, you know what but 
When I was no. a kid? Yeah. When I was a kid? A lot. That was a little scary. That was I a mean, little scary. And to be fair, he's not. He's a dude in makeup. Like, let's be real. Right. I'm, I'm, no. <laughs> a former NFL player in yeah. makeup. I didn't even know that until I was in but my thirties. But it's 30s. fucked up makeup. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was what he looked like. Uh, but see, another thing is by the end of the Goonies, like it's like, oh, he's he's a good guy too. So that was yeah, that, yeah. That, that, come, that at least wasn't traumatic for the rest of my life, <laughs> like Large Marge no. was, <laughs> or the horse dying. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fucked up. I forgot completely about never ending story, and it's. Yes. But there's there's so many horror themed or horror maybe not maybe like I hate when people label things as things other than horror that are clearly horror. They're like, oh, that's a psychological thriller uh slasher or so, something stupid that's like just call it a horror movie. <laughs> and my throat whistled oddly. Anyways, what I'm trying to get at is like you know these horror related things for kids and for families like there's so much of it that people like you know big horror people like kind of ignore which is leading us into to our movie for this week because I was like oh we're doing an animated movie and I was told I was I'm for anything I was like interesting because I would have never have guessed that you would have picked an animated movie and then, you know, looking at it, I was like, oh, it's like this. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh, it's like this. I mean, so, it sets the tone. Yeah. And when you're watching it and just the music, the the, the creepy little music and the uh, the spindly little needle arms or fingers and they're tearing the doll and taking the stuffing out of the doll. I mean, it, it it's like you're watching a dissection and then yeah. a rebuild. <laughs> and I mean, it's... it's it's fucked up from the start for me. So, uh, I say we just get into it and let's talk about some Coraline. Uh, so, we're talking about Coraline, released in February 2009. Uh, the original book written by Neil Gaiman? 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 We have no idea how Gaiman? to pronounce his name. It's just one of those, you know, one of those names you always see or words you always see that you think you know the pronunciation of, but you never really do. Or is that never, just me? No, I, no one really does. He probably don't know the real pronunciation. And uh, he's done some comic work, some book work stuff. Uh, I'm not too... I know of his name, but I don't know a lot of him. But he's yeah, got he some did, pedigree. Um, the, the Sandman, he's got uh, a movie or a TV series on the Amazon Primes right now called Good Omens. Good Omens. Uh, and he uh, did one of... Uh, Stella's favorite movies, Stardust. Um, if you haven't watched that, it's it's a really a, a good movie. It's a fantasy world, steampunk. Uh, it's got swashbuckling and weird characters and cool locations and witches and magic. And uh, there's a little horror in there uh, mixed in with the fantasy. And uh, it's a it's a solid solid movie. One it's one of Stella's favorites. Uh, Stella is not a chick flick person. This is the as close <laughs> as it comes 
that I will ever have to put up with chick flick wise this and and uh, the warm bodies romance zombie movie if you saw that a couple years ago that's the closest I ever have to come to watching a chick flick I am one lucky bastard right on uh, the screenplay uh, adapted the written and directed Henry Selleck he also did Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, James and the Giant Peach. While we're on uh, the subject of Henry Selleck, because when you mentioned, when you decided for Coraline, you know, we were talking about it, and I never knew that Tim Burton didn't direct The Nightmare Before Christmas until I was looking up info on this movie, and I was like, what? He was just a producer of that? Because it's so synonymous when people think of Tim Burton, or at least when I think of Tim Burton, is like Nightmare Before Christmas, that style and everything. And there's a hint Uh of that in Coraline, which makes sense because of Henry Selleck. (laughs) Yes. But I thought that was just a Tim Burton thing, and I don't really think it was now. I think that's a Henry Selleck thing. Yeah, I think so. He also did Monkey Bone. With uh, starring Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Encino Man. Yes, yes. Everybody's like, what'd you say? <laughs> yeah, it, no, it's, everyone knows Encino Man. It's a national treasure. Oh, I could. we could have a whole podcast about that show. But I digress. We could do the horror of... Um, Polly Shore. Polly Shore. <laughs> yes, we could do the horror of Polly Shore. Uh, and, and it would... The episode would be so many parts or so long that we never get through it. Oh, my so. God. I would love to listen to that someday. What does this do? Okay, so budget of $60 million and returned $124.6 million. Oof. So, you know. Not a failure it, at all. No, no. This is a great movie. Uh, I, I chose this in September because... Uh, my daughter's birthday is in September, and this is uh, her favorite movie. And she likey the horror. Uh, this From is a young my age. daughter. <laughs> when I when she was uh, four years old, four ish, um, I am Legend with Will Smith came out on DVD. I got that for my birthday, also in September. And for the next six months. I watched it at least every other day of my life because my four-year-old daughter had to watch it nearly every day of her life. And, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, she's my girl. And she led us to episode seven. I mean, there you go. Here we are. Happy birthday, Jackie. Thank you. Love you. Uh, that also shows how behind we are in putting these out on the internet. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, we're still working things out. We're we're getting there one step at a time. We but, gotta have we gotta have plenty in our pocket because once you get addicted, we want to keep you a steady stream in your brain veins. Yeah, we're gonna do like a when Breaking Bad was on TV for their last season. They literally aired half the season, waited a year, and then aired the other half of the season. It was torturous. That's what we're gonna do once we get popular. Just so you know. And there's probably people like, you guys You guys already are popular. What does that mean? That means next week there won't be an episode, is what I'm saying. I'm just kidding. Are we popular? Are we popular? We yeah, haven't even put it in. We're popular immediately. Yeah, we're popular. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have two listens for sure every time. 
Right. <laughs> we're popular to me. Yeah. And also me. Things. Also me. Yeah. One. Hopefully, we're, one and hopefully two. we're popular to you guys too. Fuck and those not guys. Just, I'm not just, just Dave and Chris <laughs> listening to our own podcast. But so. Coraline, though, I was shocked by how good it was and how un like uneasy like the little like subtle like uh, not subtle what is the word i'm looking for like stuff like you know the button eyes oh yeah it's like uneasy and just like oh no i don't like that why are you that why are you that way <laughs> like there is some there is some kind of like nightmare kind of things in there that probably a kid would pick up on before like a person like a you know, hard-ass older person that's just like movies. Yeah, it, even when she first goes to the other mother's world. Yeah. You know, there's, and, and and this is the seduction visit. You know, everything's great. They're playing games and they're loving and the food and yeah. But that's not then, a loser. Mom's mom's like mom loves you. <laughs> Mom Shit. loves you, and Dad's cool, and and there's tons of good food, everything you like, and yet things you you're still uneasy. I mean, you know, you can you can sense the trap. Yeah. Um, but but it's too good. The trap is too good to resist. Yeah, and it, uh, the the reveal. I we're skipping like the first part of the movie, but it's hard not to <laughs> for me because you know the, I keep going to the button eyes because immediately when I saw the other mother, I was like, God damn, I don't like that. I'm not into that. <laughs> but when it gets to oh. the part where she has the ultimatum, it's like you gotta you gotta button your eyes now, sweetie. I was like, fuck, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> nope, don't be doing that. How about no? How how about no? <laughs> so the other mother, uh, spoiler spoiler warning, as per all of our episodes, uh, the the other mother when she transforms into that spider at the end, but the bug imagery is is throughout the movie in and in the other world and in her real world. The bug what? imagery is everywhere. They have like the grasshopper uh, bookends, and she's got the dragonflies hanging in her room. You know, all right. we're all prey. We're all prey for the oh. other mother. It's Dude. fucked up. Well, we should. And Wybie's Wybie's grandma lost her sister to this bitch. Yeah, I, w that's some crazy stuff too. Because Wybie wasn't even in the book, is what I was reading. Like they put Wybie in. Because they didn't want Coraline to just be talking to herself. I was like, well, in, a, in a book a lot, you know, you, there's uh, Stephen King does a lot of in, inner monologue. There's a lot of in the he, in the character's head exposition. Yeah, right. You can't you can't do that in the movie without c come across like a lunatic or a you 1920s detective movie. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> she could have went into anybody's office, but Coraline came into mine. <laughs> Yeah, what? And YB, I I liked YB. I liked YB. Uh, you know, he he provided uh, a good balance. He's the hold on. Let's you know he's goofy like her, but let's let's take it a little slower. Be careful. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he knows the lay of the land. She's the newcomer in this land, and and she's full force into it. YB bought, bought, I bought into YB real fast because he's like the goofy loser with the uh-huh. heart. Because, like, you know, you meet him at first, and it's just like, you know, oh, here's this weirdo kid. And then he gives her, when he gives her the doll, I was like, oh, you're cool, man. You're cool. Because nobody gives other people shit that they just met. <laughs> right. Even right. if it does look exactly just like them, down to the clothes. <laughs> right. Was like, and the, uh, the, dyed, cool. the dyed blue hair and yeah so i was the, i was on his side as soon as and I the saw button him. eyes the button eyes yes the button eyes on the doll spying on the real world from the other mother drones man drones everywhere but um how did how did you like the other uh tenants of the pink palace those the what were the the older women's names? I've uh, Spink and Forcible. Spink and Forcible. They were something else. <laughs> yes, I mean, the first time I watched it, and I wasn't a child watching this. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what was I? Two thousand nine. I was uh, thirty three years old. Thirty five years old. Thirty five years well, old. Ten years ago. Yeah. 35 years old and um to be young again i was shocked because the first time I, maybe the first couple times i watched it i thought there was nudity what <laughs> i thought there was nudity in the speak enforceable section she's got gigantic boobs she does now that you're saying that there was something that i remember seeing and just like having to take like a double take at you're i can't right. I, I can't remember what it was. It may have just been like her boobs. <laughs> She's got gigantic boobs, and I thought there. I before I watched it specifically for this, and I this is a movie I probably watch once a year still. Still. Yes. Okay. And I up until this time I thought there was nudity, and I looked specifically for the nudity this time and realized, okay, maybe. Maybe it's not really nudity. Maybe she's covered up, but it's still—it's a burlesque show. Yeah, I mean, just because of that, you ha- sometimes when that's in movies, you have to do a double take just to be like, "Did I, I did I see something? I thought, what was that?" Right, right. <laughs> but it's so it's for research. Yeah, it's research, man. If there's boobs in a movie, I gotta know for research. What is that? What was that one movie where the um, they're making the website like the what was that four year old virgin? They're making the website that's like a database of nude scenes. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> that's what you do on the on the side. That's your side. That's your side hustle. Oh yeah, I got, I I, uh, I catalog it for for research <laughs> for future research. Watching Coraline be future like, oh, wait. generations are going to want to know. Um, Bobinski was cool i i i so the there's the something off-putting there. by all of them oh yeah him. yeah they're all they're all strange characters in their own right yeah bobinski wears the uh, metal that very closely resembles oh. the actual member metal given to people who helped with the chernobyl cleanup Yes, I forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up. That's fucked up. And <laughs> the, 
and he's got blue skin in the real world when everyone else is is you know this ain't the simpsons where people are orange and blue yeah. yellow and blue i mean they're normal skin tones and he's that. blue yeah from the fucking radiation maybe maybe damn i forgot about that and i didn't even i guess realize his skin was a different color damn i'm glad you brought that up that's so that's such a heavy thing to like have as like decoration you know he, cr- and the radiation apparently gave him uh, X-Men powers because he can talk to mice. <laughs> I mean, it's not the coolest uh, mutant power, but he can uh, talk to mice. I'd be down. I'd be down with that power because then I could at least entertain myself when I'm bored. Being like, hey, mice, let's juggle <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but let's talk about let's talk about her parents because you got Coraline and I feel like her parents as the next tear down after Coraline and in the real world her parents like her mom especially is so like what's the word like absentee a little bit like a little bit like not caring like like Coraline you know that one point she's like hey can I have these gloves and the mom's like fuck off (laughs) and I'm like get get your kid those fucking gloves or I'm gonna come through this TV and I'm gonna buy those gloves for her they're gloves that yeah, I, mom, that's a, mom, a rational, but still. Mom, mom and dad are not sympathetic characters. Yeah, uh, the dad is sickly the whole movie, which is concerning. Like, he looks like he's in rough shape. Something was going on there. Maybe he was around Bobinski too much. Uh, yeah, the the radiation has worn off on him. Like, he looked uh, sick. But, yeah, it's, he's not right. Mom's not right. She even, she makes a mention at one point that because mom doesn't want her to go out and get dirty and she's like you write you review these gardening books and and you're all about gardening and you're uh, you don't like dirt how do you like gardening and not like dirt (laughs) and you know i i think that adds to i think that's the child's mind of the parents is you know, if if mom or dad don't want to play in that moment, I think mm-hmm. to a certain extent, kids kind of think, um, "Oh man, you never want to play." And and there's right. a little bit of that in Coraline. She's a little bit bratty. Yeah. And she's oh, yeah. a kid. You got we got to remember she is a child. Right. And so I think the the images we get of mom and dad are from the child's view. Good point. I didn't even think about it like that. You're right. But but they, you know. But they come across as not being very uh, sympathetic characters. Well, I think that may just be because we're on her side. Like, we're her the end. She's our end to the movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're just getting what she's given us. But I didn't yep. even think about that, you know, as being like a kid, being like, come on, let's, let's go let's go, go play ball, Dad. And he's like, we played ball like two days ago. I'm like, yep. you never so, say yes. <laughs> and... So the title of the movie, Coraline, and did you realize, because this isn't something that happens very often with even, no matter how big a movie is or how much one person is the main character of the movie, and obviously Coraline is, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Coraline is in every scene of the movie. Is she? I can't recall one scene that she's not. 
See, there's I not don't... one scene of Bobinski. There's not one scene of the sisters. Um, there's not one hmm. scene of mom and dad that Coraline is not in. Coraline is in every scene of this movie. Is there maybe like a scene with the cat or the like the doll or like something like that where it just kind of like a quick like a small scene maybe? I don't believe so. The opening montage where the doll gets um, dissected and remade and sent back with the Coraline's you know slicker and boots and but that's that's it. Damn, I, you're the expert here. I've seen this one. I've seen this once. <laughs> yeah, it I, honestly, it just occurred to me that I can't name a single scene without Coraline in it. Interesting. Uh, fans, I know you're out there, fans. If I'm wrong, let us know. But let us know. Um, yeah, I can't. I cannot. I'm sitting here. I can't recall a single scene. I'm thinking I watched back it too. twice. I watched it twice for this episode, and I can't think of a single scene that did not feature Coraline. I, I'm buying into it. I can't. I can't think of anything either. Which that's that is, very that's, interesting. That's extremely rare for a movie. I wonder. I've. It's been. A, I don't know that I've watched Nightmare Before Christmas in probably 20 years, at least. I wonder if that's the same way because I'm trying to think back onto it. I don't a little bit. think so because I think there's a scene. There's a, a scene with um, like the boogie boogie and the three children. Yeah, I think you're right. That that um, Jack Skellington's not in. I think you're right. I, there's yeah. a scene with Sally and the mad scientist that that Jack's not in. Damn. Well, I don't know. <laughs> That was all I had. I think yeah, I can think of two right. movies that do this. Castaway. Uh, one is Coraline. Oh, is that right? <laughs> that's not the one I was thinking. Oh, what were you thinking? That's not the one I was thinking. But that's more uh, unexpected horror. How fucking horrifying is that to oh, be left dude. on a? That's <sighs> terrible. We should do an episode like that sometime where we don't really discuss like movie horror but like situational horror like stuff like that would be really cool <laughs> i digress let's go what was what was what was the movie you were thinking about that wasn't cast away um the one with uh ryan reynolds bear where he's or yes yeah is it called buried yep. um but that's the one i'm thinking of where he yeah, he yeah in Iraq or Afghanistan that buried it is buried 2010 yep that's a you know for as claustrophobic and as you know like we were saying like it's one character it's literally just one scene it's not a a complete you know no cuts movie but it's one character for all of this it really didn't uh -huh. feel that long of a movie which was surprising like looking back on it a little bit could you anyway. imagine if they did that with no cuts uh, dude that would be just a like, hardcore movie God put damn. some cameras in there and just be like ryan look you got to give this to us man <laughs> 90 minutes you're gonna be under fucking ground in this coffin for 90 fucking minutes we're gonna pump in oxygen and shit and you're going to have your little fucking, was it a phone or a walkie-talkie so you can talk to someone else? Yeah. You've got to have 90 minutes of your lines remembered or pull some ad-lib shit out of your ass, man. Yeah. That would be crazy. That's fucking insane. 
But I, but you know, there's very few movies. So so maybe there's more than one or two, but there are very few movies where one character is in every single yeah. scene. Well, that that just goes to show you it would have to be something as simple and basic as a dude trapped underground by himself <laughs> to get yeah, or, approach that arena or a dude trapped on an island by himself but yeah. he, you don't have that with Coraline you have mom you have dad you have YB you have the other mother and the other father I mean you have Babinski and the sisters you have other characters everything is Coraline and that's that's one thing that makes me think even more that the character of mom and dad are blown up from Coraline's. Everything is Coraline's point of view. Yeah. Because you can't have Coraline's point of view of a scene that Coraline's not in because she don't know what's going on. Yeah. True. So. And it's... It, it, go ahead. I'm just... I don't want to skip your point. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, seeing from her point of view... You know, when she goes to the other world, how grandiose and great and fucking wonderful and magical and, you know, every single thing is, you know, even her, you know, weird ass neighbors have something magical and great, you know, but, you know, through her eyes, it's magical and great. Like, what was it really? Or was it just not what it was, you know, in the normal world or whatever? Right. Because we're seeing it through her perspective. It, it, the other thing that creeped me out that maybe gets overlooked pretty easily is when they, she goes to see the sisters and they're knitting a gown and wings for the dog that's not even dead yet. Yes! I forgot about that! <laughs> oh my god. He's been a little uh, bit sick, so we're just... <laughs> I'm like, Jesus! Yeah, what? oh, that's fucked up. They've got all their dogs stuffed, and oh my god. Oh, that was a nice point at the end, though, when they're like, oh, he he just kind of, he had an uptick, he kicked out of it, and he's okay. Yep. <laughs> I was like, Shh, I forgot about that fucking yeah. dog, now here we are, thank god. Yep. But. Henry, Henry Selleck said, I'm not pulling no uh, never-ending story, the dog's gonna live. I've seen a never-ending story or four in my day, not at Never Again. But the cat, Keith David, the cat. I have to. I just have to bring him up just because he's Keith David. I feel like he's like in that Tony Todd kind of a realm where he's not talked about so much, but when he is talked about, it's like fucking Keith David, just like it's fucking Tony Todd. You know, I, so, I could uh, Keith David. Uh, is great. The shit. Uh, he is a great actor, and I, I'm sorry. Even if he's doing a, a comedy or a drunk, when he smiles, I get uneasy. <laughs> that dude is a stone cold killer, and and I, I mean, he was so. Marvel Heroes is probably my favorite game that's ever existed in the in the universe. <laughs> that got shut down. He was the dude that played Nick Fury in Marvel Heroes. And I would always forget his name just because I knew of him as Marvel as a uh, Nick Fury for like thousands of hours. <laughs> oh. I'm like, that's Nick Nick Fury, the guy that played Nick Fury. Um, you know, Nick Fury. <laughs> I could never remember his name. And that's that's on oh, me. I'm sorry, Keith. 
He's yeah, a but, poor man, Samuel L. Yeah. He, it was so good, though. And I would never have thought that, you know, you'd pick a Keith David, you know, as the cat, you know, character. Like, there's doesn't have a whole lot of lines. He's pretty, he's, you know, just kind of given some exposition, kind of like, hey, you know, uh, that doll you got? <laughs> or, you know, stuff like that. It's like, I, I could almost see it as, you know, in any other movie, say you made Coraline, but it was somebody else directing it. They're like, uh, let's give that cat thing to, uh, who's a funny lady? Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Let's give her that cat. <laughs> you know, right. something right. like that. Cause Jay any McCarthy. Other, yeah, any other person is like, it's just kind of a throwaway. It's got like, you know, a handful of lines. And I was like, oh. No, but the, the, the cat is a killer too. The cat kills a mouse on the in the other world. Um,. Caroline it's, uses him as a weapon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and she apologizes later. I was like, oh, my God. I thought there was, like, some cooperation in that. You just threw that cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> he didn't have a say. Damn, Coraline. You. Damn. I forgot about She's that. Stone Cold, too. She's Stone yeah. Cold, too. And the cat, sense. the acting, the cat acts like a cat. I mean, it's her, it's her guide in the other world, and it's there to help her. Mm-hmm. And yet, there's also a sense of, I'm here to help you, but uh, if you get killed, what the fuck, there'll be another kid along. You know, the cat could really, deep down, give two fucks about Coraline. Yeah. But, you know. Which makes it the throwing of the cat even <laughs> more hardcore. It's like, I, w- I, I keep going back to it just because it was so surprising after the fact you know during it i thought like you know you watch the avengers or something and they they're teaming up and fighting you know uh-huh. and that's what i kind of took that as and then once you know a few minutes later she's like i'm sorry i threw you at, at the spider and he's like thanks thanks for that right i was like right. damn that you, wasn't mutual <laughs> god you, damn. you thought that was ant-man on hawkeye's arrow and it that's, was not that's Ant-Man tied to Hawkeye's arrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, a, a great movie. That I love how when she's going over there and she's curious and she's interested and she l- is accepting and interested in this other world, mm-hmm. the the pathway there is blue and it's purple, but it's you know it's clean and it just looks like this portal to another world. Yeah, and then once the glamour is off and and she's running for her life, it's Spider dirty webs. and there's cobwebs yeah. and it's brown and it's ugly and it's, uh, yeah. So it's, yeah. Uh, the details, the subtle details. There's a part where there's um the flash of lightning and you get the claw hand and in the lightning is the claw hand, uh, the claw hand and the tea leaves, uh, you know. I uh, think it, that hand, that claws, that looks like the other mother's hand towards the end of the movie, when it's all spindly and needly, you know, it makes an appearance here. There, there, there's so much detail in this movie. Um, I, great. Yeah, I mean, there's detail in it. from the story. I mean, like we were talking about, like you were talking about, you know, Babinski has that metal. It's a detail that nobody would ever 
notice, really, unless it's something you knew about. But, the, I mean, mm-hmm. stuff like that is all over. This Maybe especially because it wasn't CG. Like, if right. they were to make Coraline now instead of, you know, ten years ago, like, it'd, be, it'd probably be CG. And, you know, a lot of these details wouldn't happen, probably. Because it would be just, you know, well, let's get this shit done. They wouldn't have as much care put into it. Because you have to have care putting it into, you know, stop motion animation. Because there's so many details that you have to get right. Or it just looks sloppy and it looks like, you know, like 70s trash. (laughs) It doesn't look real. The characters don't look real if you don't put the love into it. And and in this, they... Yeah. You know, there, you there, there's a surreal feeling to the look of it. I watching it, I wondered a few times. I was like, was this was this motion or was this like uh, stop motion stuff or was this CGI stuff? Like it's good. It, they were on point for it. Like I think this is better than Nightmare Before Christmas, at, at least as far as the animation goes. The the animation, the art, the first. Uh, stop motion animation movie shot in 3D. Yeah. At the time it was made, the longest stop motion animation movie. Um, and according to trivia lore, at one point in the movie, Coraline has 16 different facial expressions in the span of 35 seconds. That's insane. Yeah. And reading about this before the episode, like this was going to be a live action movie at one point, which yes. is why they had Dakota Fanning cast as Coraline, who, you know, she luckily transferred over to the animated movie. But I, this would not have been the same movie <laughs> if it was live action. Like there's probably going to come a day in the next 50 years where they do it again and it's live action and then, it, it may be fine for kids of that era, but it's not going to be the same thing as what this was. No, I don't see how it could be. I mean, this is this is so great, so so great. So, uh, especially I I you I overuse that, I overuse that. But I honestly believe this movie is great. Uh, you should watch it if you're a fan of horror. This is what I wanted you to say. It. I, the only thing I want to ask to end our discussion on Coraline is for you to tell like these hardcore like uh, gore and blood and murder and violence and scary monsters and blah, you know what would you say to people like that to to any degree like why why should they watch something like Coraline you know you don't I'm there. I'm with you. I like the gore. I like the blood. I like the violence. I like all that visceral stuff. And, um, you know, it's, you don't have the, the gore is substituted in this. Like I said, the, the, the puppet at the, at the start, I mean, that feels like a dissection. That feels like you're, when, when the, when the, they cut the seam on the puppet to tear it open and take the stuffing out of it. You know, it, the atmosphere is set. It feels like you're watching a, an autopsy being performed on a on a living body. It's it's to me it's that good. The atmosphere is that good. 
This is a creepy ass movie. It's it it's really unsettling. Is. It really um, is. The it a lot of kids horror, quote unquote horror. Um, you know, Jackie liked her share of that shit too. Halloween Town comes to mind on that, and I don't know however many uh, um, craptastic uh, uh, sequels to that there are. <laughs> You know, you never feel a threat, but in this, you feel you feel like Coraline is is in danger. You feel yeah. like that. You know, she. There's a chance. <laughs> you know, you all, you in a horror movie. If you're watching a horror movie, you pretty much feel like, you know, I I know. Th- some people are safe, but but there's an uneasiness with this, and Coraline might not feel safe. This is legit horror it's well written the artistry is fantastic yes the acting is, is fantastic yes w uh, the the details and the little details the subtle stuff that you may not even catch the first time through um it, it's definitely I, I, worth a watch definitely if you're in the realm of horror as a fan you Owe it to yourself to give Coraline at least a good a good serious watch at some point. If you watch it and you say, "No, Dave, you're wrong. This was a piece of crap," then you get out. Then you get we out. We can't be friends. <laughs> nah, no, I can't. We can't be friends at that. You're point. You're not welcome here no more. Don't come around here no more. I sang that so hick, and that's not how that is. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Don't come around here. That's how I hear Tom Petty in my head. But, yeah, <laughs> I really liked Coraline. I was surprised by your pick for it and watched it and was surprised even more by how much I liked it. That's my review of Coraline. It, it, it's a great movie. Great movie. Uh definitely definitely you should watch this so do it and now the moment you've all been waiting for we're going to get to the horror house uh, the horror house five today we're counting down our five favorite dark children's movies monster house this movie is insane you got the creepy, uh, mean old man neighbor. He's keeping their ball. If his ball, your ball goes in the yard, he's keeping your bikes and your trikes. He's he's just an asshole. But is he really, or is he trying to scare you off? Because his wife is dead. She's encased in cement in the basement of the house. She her spirit's inhabited in the house, and the house is trying to eat the fucking neighborhood kids. It's fucking insane. <laughs> Monster House. Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton, we've already talked about it a little bit this episode, but it's got everything you could ever want. There's like some skeleton guy who's in love with this other girl that's kind of like a skeleton, but she's like a stuffed doll, and there's Oogie Boogie, and he's got bugs inside of him, and it's Christmas, and but it's is there's different worlds. There's so... Try, are they saving Christmas? I don't even remember. There's so much stuff in this movie, and it's not a long movie. But it's a pretty good movie. You should watch it. It's only number four here. It's not number one, so that shows you how we rate it. But it's really good. You should watch it. Number four, Nightmare Before Christmas. 
Gremlins. Did dad bring you home a beautiful pet? Or a fucking nightmare? I mean, I could barely feed my fucking guinea pig and keep it alive. I gotta keep this thing dry. I can't feed it after midnight. I can't expose it to light. And when Billy does those things, he ends up with a town full of monsters that try to fucking murder him and everyone in town. If Billy was a real hero at the end of the movie, he'd fucking kill Gizmo. Because there ain't no way, as long as Gizmo's alive, to keep this from happening again. Adam's family. Adam's family values. The whole Adam's family universe expanded and contracted as it were you have so many characters and they're all creepy and spooky in their own right and you put them all together and what do you got mana mana the Adams family you just you you know everything there is to know about them like sometimes you know Fester's wife is getting up to weird shit and they got to put a stop to it uh, or maybe sometimes the uh, the kids get sent to the to the to the camp and then they kill some people i don't think that's really what happened but it's they're all fun movies uh, Adam's family in general is fun you should definitely get on board if you're not Adam's family monster squad the movie that taught me that the wolfman has nards wolfman ain't got nards wolfman's got nards kick him in the nards bunch of kids they're interested in monsters everyone thinks they're just kids but the monsters are real and they're here and the kids have to save everybody it's great great movie I love it Ah, that was great. That was a great countdown. All those movies were good. You're, I agree with you. There may not have been murder at summer camp uh, when the Adams Family kids went there, but uh, there may have. We don't know. Yeah, and I'm completely on board with the killing of Gizmo to save the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never thought he was that damn cute anyway. Uh, I That I don't know that I can agree with. But at least we agree on the, the murder part. And Monster He's no Squad. Garfield. Monster He's no Squad. Garfield. Come on. Come on. We're the, basically the Monster Squad grown up. The, now. The, oh, yeah. That's us. <laughs> that's us. And that was the show. That was episode seven. Talking about Coraline and a bunch of horrors as children. Stuff we experienced. Some uh, stuff we didn't want to experience. Right? Am I right or am I right? Une- unexpected horror. Unexpected places forced on you when you're a child that about does it we hope you had a good time uh on the listening to the podcast as we had making the podcast and uh chris why don't you tell us what's on store for us next week for next week if you want to watch along we are going with Pumpkinhead from 1988 and we will see you next horror time next horror channel just horror everything. <laughs>